yellow. What's happening, fam? Family? It's a family affair. It's a family affair. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramchurak. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent January 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Howdy, folks. How are you? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. You know? You know? Word from the wise going out to the wisers, you know? Spitballing ideas, you know? Shooting from the hip, running off at the mouth, babbling like a brook. The whole kit and caboodle, folks. You know? We're talking current events, issues of the day, entertainment, you know? Facts, fuck-ups, you know, the whole bag. Yeah. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And if you're enjoying the show, folks, you know, please, you know, help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know, it truly is. you want to know the inspiration behind that you know it's you ever notice sometimes every now and then you say something and then somebody will chime in somebody will say something to you and then every now and then they'll get like that corny backup you know like you know make sure to wash and sanitize your hands every time you sneeze or you might die of coronavirus and somebody chimes in you know that's truly it truly is you know it's just like, would you fucking pipe down? <laughs> Who asked you? You know, it truly, truly is. <laughs> Anyways, folks. Um, today on the program, on the show, on the cast, vodcast, podcast. Oh, hell, I don't know what it is at this point. I know what it, the show is. I just don't know... Um, the definition, we are in many realms, podcast, vodcast, web series, web show, web browser, web boner. Anyways, folks, today on the show, I want to speak about ego pain. It's a hefty one, bit of a doozy, ego pain. Ego pain. Now, what is a definition of an ego, just so we're all on the same page, folks? Now, if you pull out your uh, dictionary, by the way, there are um, prescribed reading apparatuses. If you are going to take viewership of this program, webcast, web series, podcast, there are um, prescribed reading. And one of them is good old-fashioned dictionary. 
Dictionary! Dictionary! Yes, this is a Random House Webster's Dictionary. Good old Webster. Um, anyways, what is the definition of ego? Well, according to Webster, Maryam Webster, if I'm going to be uh, precise about it. Ego. One. The self of a person. Two. Psychoanalysts. The component of the psyche that experiences and reacts to the outside world. Yes, that is the ego, folks. We're talking the self of a person. Or in psychoanalysis, psychoanalysts, in psychoanalysts, the component of the psyche that experiences and reacts to the outside world. Three, egotism, conceit. And there are um, derivatives, variants on the word ego. Egocentric, that is to, that is regarding the self as the center of all things. Selfish, egocentric. Then there is egoism, E-G-O-I-S-M, egoism. The view in ethics that morality ultimately rests on self-interest. Egotism or conceit. Then there's egotism. Excessive reference to oneself. Excessive reference to oneself. Self-centeredness. Ego trip. You know, pack your bags, asshole. You're going for an ego trip. Ego trip. Something done primarily to satisfy one's own vanity. So the hallmark being a person's reaction with oneself, the inner workings of oneself. Is it cynical, motivated by self-interest? Is it um, altruistic, loving thy neighbor as you love thyself? You know? Suffice to say, the ego, the self of a person, the component of the psyche that experiences and reacts to the outside world. That's the ego for you, folks. And um, in that, there can be what is known as ego pain. Now, that's not like a definition or a saying. I don't know. It's, I've heard it mentioned from various people from time to time, the concept of ego pain. How I define that as the discomfort I feel within at times when I'm trying to overcome certain aspects certain values and outlooks that I know are alive in me. Yes, that pain, that discomfort that I feel in times when I know, when I know I'm trying to overcome, if you can relate, if that's relatable to people. I got values and outlooks that I know I fundamentally 
want to overcome. I want to be in this world, but not of this world. I want to love my neighbor as I love myself. And sometimes I have outlooks and values that are in conflict with that. And that's where that ego pain creeps in. And I was experiencing some of that this week, you know? So if this is relatable to anyone out there, I thought I'd take the time to speak on that this episode. You know, it's, um, it's like the human condition, you know? It's that self-importedness, self-importantness, that self-importantness, that self-aggrandizement, that cynical nature motivated by self-interest. And where I am today is, you know, I've been through many facets of, I've experienced many facets of life, so to speak, you know, coming out the other end. Here I am, you know, a young man in my early 30s, 34, and I'm an actor, I'm a stand-up comedian, I've recently started a production company, Noi Productions, I'm a vodcaster, podcaster, I am a blue-collar worker, you know, I work, you know, various little jobs to pay the rent, to turn a lousy buck, and I'm very grateful to do so. And, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic, you know, four plus years of sobriety. And through all these different walks of life, I've had the opportunity to think upon this very interesting and honestly, honestly, widely overlooked. A widely overlooked reality of life. The ego and the ego pain that stems from an uncontrolled ego. Isn't that what this conflict is in the world? Isn't that what it is? Fight between man and man, woman and woman, father and son, mother and daughter, friend or foe, country versus country, the Olympics, you know? Isn't that what it is? There's a lot of ego. Ego pain. For me, I've accepted, I've accepted where I am in life. And there's no bones about it. In the ego pain that I have felt in the past, you know, well, you know, going from the top, you know, in my adult life, getting into the working world, I set out to be an actor and a comedian. And where this is relatable to everyone, where 
where I, where I feel a sense of discomfort at times, but never a depression or never a complaint, but a discomfort I had felt in the past was due to reality, due to my own opinion, due to my own outlook, you know, this is just my own outlook, my own opinion. But I always felt that my friends and family put my value dependent upon my success. You're only as good as what you can catch, buddy. You're only as funky as your last cut, you know? Like, my value was in complete reflection of my successes. And that's relatable to anyone that's not particularly show business. Because like, you know, people who don't know the first thing about show business often judge you on, or at least I felt or I conceived myself as being judged on very like, like unfairly. It's like, Oh, you're not a famous actor? You're not a multimillionaire? You're not in blockbuster films? Then you must be a nothing. You're garbage. It's that idea of you are not good enough in other people's eyes. They have this standard which they want to hold you to. And it's based really on their own fears and negativity. Because... That is true. I am not a famous actor. I don't have world-renowned fame. I don't even have local fame, like in the city I live in, Toronto, Canada. I'm not even known, really, in my own city, my own country. I have no fame. I have no fortune, you know? Um, but what I do have is an ability to get on stage and entertain and have enjoyment in it. That's what I've always had. And that's what I've always known. But people don't see that. They just see, he says he wants to be an actor. He's not famous. That means he must be no good. And, you know, these people don't know anything really about the industry other than they like watching movies. Like, is that what you know about show business? That you like watching movies? And that's what you're going to judge me on? The fact that you like watching movies? It's the same as like um, anybody. Somebody sets out to be a, um, you know, a business person. I'm going to start a business. Well, you're never going to make it. What are you, stupid? Have you heard of Walmart? Have you heard of Mercedes-Benz? Have you heard of Apple, Microsoft? Have you heard of McDonald's? You're never going to make it in business. This fucking idiot thinks he's going to make it in business. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do that? They got a laundry list of things that you need to do in order to be validated in their eyes, in their outlook, in their perception. And it's phony baloney. It's hogwash. It ain't based on nothing. Nothing meaningful, nothing tangible. Now, granted, that doesn't mean you have to be held 
to their reality, their perception. And I eventually, in time, broke free of that. You know, that's not where I am today. Today I am very grateful and accepting of my stature. And I work towards um, what is before me. The best is yet to come, so they say. And in that process, you know, I've learned that I believe in God. Religion can be a little bit heavy on people. It's, all, it's heavy on me. You know, I grew up Christian. I don't know if I quite believe in Jesus or the teachings of the Bible. People could just make that shit up. I mean, so what? You have a book that said a bunch of fucking bullshit? Like, what does that mean? But what I do believe in is there is just a divine evidence and vibe and feeling in the world. When you look at a tree, when you look at a squirrel, you know, when a newborn baby cries, you know, when the sun rises, when the sun sets, there's just a divine beauty, a divine omnipotence that there is a creator. This isn't by accident. In my opinion, in my outlook, I believe in God. So in my belief in God over the time, I learned various, you know, prayers. You come up praying in Christianity, you know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done, whatever. I kind of forget it. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, what else, you know? Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. <laughs> you learn different prayers, man. Come on. Um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. <clears throat> and um, one of the prayers that I learned in recovery, you know, uh, you know, that I've been saying for like, you know, I learned this in like 12-step recovery. I've been saying this prayer for, you know, a hot minute now, you know. It's like, Lord, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, that's hefty. That's a banger. That's a joint. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I've been rocking that prayer for a minute. Um, you get a little frustrated and wound up in your daily struggles. Oh my God, somebody butted in line in front of me in the COVID-19 lineup at Walmart. Oh, 
I'm going to fly into a temper tantrum. You know, you drop a quick prayer. God, grant me the serenity. Da -da 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 -da. Brings you back to reality. Keeps your mind in the moment and present with the Lord. Right? That's just me. To each their own. And various other prayers. Lately I've been doing a prayer. There's various incarnations of it in different teachings I've picked up along the way. But it's basically a silent prayer. To sit still and know God. A form of meditation. Be still and know the Creator. So I generally try to do that every morning. You know, like um, when I wake up before I go to bed. But what I've been finding lately and what is a part of this ego pain, my mind will be on what I'm going to do once the prayer is over. I'm like, let's get this prayer done. Let's get it socked and squared away. Like, I got things to do, buddy. I got to go make a cup of coffee. You know, I want to do a quick workout. Work on the podcast, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And that's all a part of that ego pain where it's like, I am still in this world, so to speak. Like, my ego is trying to transcend the trappings of this world. The tit-for-tat, mamby-pamby, Dr. Seuss, mother goot, cat-in-the-hat, fake-ass trappings of this world. Keeping up with the Joneses, appearances, pride, vanity. I just want to do a good job and take it one day at a time. My concern is of really no larger portion than that. But yet I still find myself bound to the trappings of this world at times. My mind is in the future instead of the present. If you can relate to that. And that's where a lot of that ego pain is. Because it's like the pain of stagnation. The pain of nothingness. Who would have thought there could be pain in nothing? Nothingness. This is a humble podcast. JR the P. Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast. We're growing. You know? I got gas in the tank, baby. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I got a ticket to ride. You know? All aboard! You know? I come up with these every week. Sometimes I just speak from the heart. Sometimes I script them out. Sometimes I do little bits, gags. Sometimes I do little audio plays. You know? And it's only growing, folks. You know what I mean? So, sometimes I get ahead of myself. The other day, well, last week, rather, the previous podcast... Got a goose egg. I'm talking zip. Zipola, folks. Zero. Zero views. Now, 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 granted. There was some controversial subject matter on the previous episode. Talking COVID-19 protocol. Horse shit. 
uh, hypocritical leaders of state, office, government officials, you know? They got, you know, they got COVID-19 masks hooped up their butt crack. You know, hoop it up your ass with this COVID-19 nonsense. I was squawking on the last one, folks. I let loose better than Mother Goose on that one. I let her rip. It was reflected in the title, you know. I mentioned COVID-19. Now, 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 now. Maybe some people are comfortable turning a blind eye, going back to sleep, whatever, no big deal. You know, we can be controlled on a global mass level. No big deal. I just want to go on with my life. I guess to each their own. Some people think it's no big deal that we've been fucked around with this COVID-19 thing. And they get annoyed when people talk about it. But uh, to each their own. I'm not trying to guilt trip you here. But, um, you know... A real goose egg. I really laid an egg last episode, folks. Zero. Zilch. And I'm looking at that on my YouTube channel. I'm just looking at that zero. I'm just like... Ego pain. Because I know the podcast game. Here's how it works, folks. Why do people get so many numbers? Well, some people pay for numbers. Some people pay a marketing company to push their product, their podcast, out to the masses. And they get a lot of views. Now, do those views mean that they have time-tested and true loyal audience members? Or is it just a bunch of click-bake, arbitrary horseshit? Subject, baseless, tasteless, type of, um, you know, information. Doesn't really mean nothing. I mean, I'm sure I could hire a company to make my numbers look good, right? So I could cheat. So that's the first option. You could just cheat for the sake of vanity and appearance. Or number two, I mean, let's say you are somebody famous. Like, I'm telling you right now, if um, Justin Bieber... Is it too late to say sorry? Is it all over now? Is it too late to say sorry now? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Justin Bieber, you know, when was the last time he ever said anything worth listening to, you know, aside from his music, right? If he decides to start a podcast, like, tomorrow, you can be guaranteed. Justin Bieber gonna have subscriptions coming out the wazoo. It's Justin Bieber, folks. A famous, renowned, talented singer. He has fame, he has talent, he has an audience. If he starts a podcast tomorrow, he's going to have a view, or he's going to have numbers, viewership, a base, right? So, yeah, you can cheat, you can already be famous, and then parlay your fame into your podcast. You know, that's the second option. Third is just like slug it out. Stand the test of time. I mean, I recently just became a viewer of a different podcast. And they're like, like I'm. this is the first time. Like, I've recently started watching this other podcast. And they're like in episode 400. 400 plus episodes. 
I am a new listener stepping into their, I'm a new listener taking on their product at episode 400 plus. You see what I'm saying? These things take time. I'm on episode 162, folks. Humble podcast, JR the P, growing. So yeah, you know, cheat. Already be famous and turn your fame into a successful podcast. Stand the test of time. Or not to deter anybody. A fourth option, not to deter anybody. If you got a great point of view, great production value, interesting title, interesting subject matter, you could hit a home run right out of the box, folks. A cracker jack right out the box. It's gone, folks. You know, you can do that. You know, if you got a great concept and a great idea and there's interest in what you're talking about, you could hit a home run right out of the box. You know, that's an option. So there's many ways to skin a cat. That's what I'm saying in the podcast game. So ain't nothing new. It's not like I particularly, you know, believe it or not, folks, I've had less views. I've had negative views. Like sometimes you can consider this a negative. (laughs) Sometimes if you click on your own viewership, Sometimes if you click on your own podcast, on your own channel, wouldn't that turn into like a negative? It's like nobody viewed my podcast. As a matter of fact, I'm viewing my own work. That doesn't make any sense. It's like counterproductive. It's like a waste of my time. Why would I watch my own podcast? I already performed on the bloody thing. What's the point of watching it? So it's like, (laughs) you know, I've done that before too. So I've been in the negatives, you know? So it's not like this is anything new to me. (gasps) A goose egg. Zero. Oh, but for some reason, like I was staring at that zero, staring at that zero, my last episode, zero views, staring at that episode. I was just like, and that ego pain, it hit me. It's not a depression. It's not a complaint. It's not like a woe is me. It's a value And an outlook that I'm trying to overcome. I'm trying to transcend the pride and vanity of this world. I don't do these podcasts particularly for the validation of an anonymous public. You know what I mean? Like some random person watches my podcast and that validates me, Jonathan Ramtran, as a human being. Like, no, I do it because it's in me to do. And if this is relatable to people, you know, I take, I take the challenge to be myself. I take the opportunity to be myself. 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 I take that opportunity, that challenge, that discipline, that responsibility, you know, As I mentioned earlier, you know, it's not exactly easy swinging for yourself in show business, you know. Um, Basically put, despite, well, that's a whole other discussion. But generally speaking, I mean, 
show business is one of, hey, it's like any other business. Prove it to me. Prove it to me that you should get my business. Prove it to me. And that's a hard climb, a challenging climb. And that's no different than, um, hey, you know, you got a great recipe. You just developed another type of potato chip. You want to get your potato chips in the stores to the customers. You're going up against Frito-Lay. You're going up against Doritos. You're going up against Old Dutch. You're going up against Lay's. You're going up against, did I say Cheetos? No, I said Doritos. Cheetos, Doritos, Taquitos. You know, you're going up against the whole kit and caboodle, folks, when you want to sell potato chips. So how is that any different than anything? And how is the ego pain of that different than anything? People call it depression. People call it sadness. People call it disappointment. I call it reality. I call it normal. It's normal. It's normal that in order to succeed, you have to struggle. What is abnormal and actually kind of worthless is when things are just given to you. What do you learn from that? How does that build your character? You're just some pussy that somebody gave something to. You didn't struggle or strife for it. You know, you didn't really earn it. Somebody just gave it to you and you're just some stupid pussy with a career, a title, the egotism of the world. Granted, if you guys want to give me your viewership and money, I'll take it. But generally speaking, you grow from your challenges and overcoming them. And that ego pain, man, it's a gnawing, gnawing pain. And it's in total contradiction to what I'm trying to be. If that's the message, and that's the message that I'm trying to relate here. See? Podcasts where you're bumping into shit, bumbling over shit. I mean, I don't have all the bumps ironed out quite yet, folks, but we are growing, you know. There are some good things we're doing around here, for example, you know. So anyway, it's in complete contradiction because it's like, I want to be in this world, but not of this world. So how crazy is it that I wake up in the morning with the opportunity and the blessing of a new day to thank my maker the Creator, the Lord, God, in my prayer, in my morning prayer, in my morning meditation. Yet my mind is on, I got to make a cup of coffee. I got to go and work out. I got to go and do all this stuff for the podcast. I got to get the acting thing going. I got to get the comedy thing going. I got to get a part-time job to pay my rent. I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh, I don't want to die alone. Uh, No, no, what is before me, what is before me is the reality and the gratitude of just life. That's good enough. That should be good enough for me. And that's some of the ego pain that I've been experiencing lately. Just you know, the pain of nothingness, stagnation.
you know? You know, you lay a goose egg, you know, you lay an egg on a podcast and, you know, you don't get the, I wasn't depressed about it. I wasn't upset by it. I wasn't disappointed. I was just kind of like, it was just like in my head. I'm like, zero? Really? Zero? After 162 episodes? After the fact that I know that I put out a pretty decent product, I couldn't get one bozo to click on it? That's how I refer to my audience, bozos. <laughs> but like, I was like, I couldn't get one listener, viewer, nothing? Not even accidental click? Nothing? I was just like looking at this goose egg. And I was just like, and it's just like, but the bigger question is like, who cares? Who cares if I got a million views? <laughs> Would that make me better? Would I like myself better? Would I be more... Would I be a better human being if I got a million clicks? What does it mean? What does the up and down nature of it mean? Is it going to last forever? What if I get onto a hot streak? What if I hit a hot streak and for the next 10 years I get all my career wishes come true and then all of a sudden it's, it dries up and I'm back to fucking scrounging around the fucking beer bar room circuit, you know, scratching around looking for stage time. Please, please put me on your shitty fucking show, begging for stage time, trying to get viewers online. Like, what if I'm back to the bottom of the barrel? You know, what if I rise and fall? What fucking difference does it make? Now, 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 granted, there are the creature comforts of success. It would be nice to be employed full-time as a performer. That way, I'm gaining an income, doing what I love, and it furthers me. Yeah, that's a creature comfort, but it doesn't bring peace. So what's the, what's the deal with this ego pain? And if you can relate to that, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You know, you got questions, queries, or qualms on ego pain, certainly hit me up, folks. Would love to hear from you. And, and what I noticed was, okay, the ego pain is that, you know, I still have this investment in the world. To an extent, I am still moved by what others think of me. I am still at a point where I could be moved by others. And I know it's an empty aim. It's an aimless aim to seek the respect, adoration of others. The point is to just be good at what I do and have it sustain me and be grateful for the journey. So, you know, I realized that there are some values that are still alive in me that cause me this ego pain. I have outlooks and preconceptions and judgments that cause me this ego pain. 
one of which which is um embarrassing because you know having a desire to be successful and feeling a little bit of ego pain from that that's pretty normal we all go through that we all want to be successful we all have been met with barriers we've all had negative things happen i mean it's kind of funny a lot of times actors and comedians and performers they go on you know i remember when nobody believed in me and you know i just remember i always had something to prove and it's just like wah 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 same old story nobody gives a fuck about anybody (laughs) sadly right we don't we live in a cynical world motivated by self-interest people are motivated by their own self-interest and it's sad it's sad that that's the norm it's normal i mean there's no point in me even complaining about it if i wanted to one thing i'm proud of is i I generally don't talk about some of the obstacles and negativity that have blatantly confronted me like people trying to put me down or shut me down or naysayers so to speak I've never really kind of got into that in any real extent, and it's happened to me. But one thing I'm proud of is my outlook is like, well, that's normal. That's my outlook. That's normal. People are assholes. (laughs) Whoop-dee-doo. You know, it's pretty fucking normal that people will try to destroy you in their own vain, aimless attempt to feel better about the void in their own soul and the pointless drudgery of their own pathetic life. It's pretty obvious that people would (laughs) try to tear anything down that is good around them if it's not for them, if it's not them doing it, you know? If they can't control it, they must destroy it. So, I mean, that's pretty normal. But one thing... One thing I'm actually somewhat, you know, it's, what's the point in judging yourself and blaming yourself and harping upon yourself? But it's almost like, well, yeah, of course I want to be successful and sometimes I fall victim to that ego fame, that ego pain. I fall victim to that ego pain of wanting success and being bound by success. Okay, sure. I understand. Whatever, that's pretty normal. But one thing that I have that is sort of embarrassing is like, I still expect things from others. To a certain extent, I still expect things from others. That's kind of embarrassing. Because, I mean, hey, it's pretty normal to want to be successful and good at what you do and go out and make it in the world. Hey, that's cool. To each their own. Smoke them if you got them. That makes sense. It's a little... It's a little... It's a little self-occupied. It's a little self-preoccupied. But, I mean, you have to have some goals in life, right? You have to have some 
sense of get up and go. You know what I mean? Really, what I should do, what is good for me, what is right for me, is to seek a Christ-like love. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. Live a life of morality in the hopes that my other needs will be met. God should be first. You see that? I shouldn't be waking up to pray, but in the back of my mind, oh my God, I got to get the podcast uploaded. I got to get those numbers up. Oh, I got to make a cup of coffee. Like, who gives a shit? Love thy neighbors, you love thyself. Right? And hopefully that feeds everything else. I'll, give, I'll cut myself some slack there. But to still have expectations from others? What am I, a fucking teenager? What am I, a hormonal, illogical teenager? What, what am I walking around having expectations of others for? I still have expectations of others. It's ridiculous. The other day I was at the laundromat. And I got into a conversation with this lady. She's a nice lady. I bump into her from time to time when I'm doing laundry. And, you know, we're scrubbing, you know, we're doing our laundry. And I'm talking to her. And we kind of got on a bit of a philosophical level. We just kind of started philosophizing about the differences that we see in society and how we're living our lives today. She, she started telling me a story about, well, I started by saying, I kind of started it by saying, one thing I notice about living in a big city versus living in a smaller city, there seems to be a sort of big city mentality, a sort of a pride, a sort of ego, a pettiness that comes with living in a big city. You know how, like, New Yorkers are proud of being New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker, buddy. Out of my way, pal. I'm a New Yorker. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm somebody. You know, I'm a big-time somebody living in a big-time city. You know? There's some of that ego and pride and vanity in Toronto. I live in Toronto, Canada. And sometimes you notice when you're interacting with people... There's a bit of a pride, a bit of an ego, a bit of a pettiness, a bit of a I'm somebody kind of thing that it's really kind of like posturing and it's baseless and it's pointless and it's it's just pride and ego. And like I've said, I've been that fucking dummy windbag moron myself in previous incarnations of my spirit. But, um, you know, back in the day, you know, I've been a knucklehead just as much as anybody. Like I say, I'm trying to overcome that ego, trying to overcome that ego pain. And I notice it. There's a lot of times people, they really have no point other than I'm somebody. When they get into an argument or into some sort of situation. The lady I was speaking to, I could tell she didn't quite agree with me. She was just like. Oh, okay. 
Well, here's my example. I was working as a receptionist at this company. Then one day my manager came up to me and goes, Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we get a Swiffer? And maybe once a day, I notice the floor gets a little dusty. Maybe once a day, you can go and give the floor a quick sweep. And I told her, no, I'm not sweeping the floor. I'm not going to sweep the floor. That's not my job. And I told her, And I was like, oh, so your manager gave you an instruction and you told her you weren't going to do it. She's like, yeah. How'd that go? She respected me for it. She respected me for it. And she even at one point said, you know, one thing I like about you is you tell it how it is and you, you say your opinion. So let me get this straight. Your, your manager gave you an instruction. You negated the instruction. And she in turn said, one thing I appreciate about you is how you negate instructions. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, sounds unlikely. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's cool. You shoot from, you know, like, cool. But you know... My point of view is kind of like there's like a pettiness and a argument for the sake of argument. And, you know, generally speaking, when you when you tell a person off, even if you're right, and from what you're telling me, it sounds like you're right. I mean, you're the receptionist. Your manager's coming in with all these new ideas that are beyond your responsibility. You know, it sounds like you're right in your grievances, but maybe you're tact, you know, like maybe maybe the tact of it, that's what I question because the thing about people is if you just tell people off and shut them down and talk, if you negate people and talk down to them and argue with them, they resent you for it. It's not like she's going to turn away from that discussion and be like, oh, wow, I learned something. Like, no, she's going to resent you for it. And that's not good for you. She's your manager and maybe a little bit more tact. The lady goes, well, I'm 44 years old and I can't change now. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm, I'm not going to change who I am just because of. You know, she just kind of put up that wall. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. So I was just like, okay, cool. And you know, there's something cool about that as well. You shoot from the hip. She got a quick laugh. She goes, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Shoot from the hip. I'm like, yeah, you know, you tell it how it is. You shoot from the hip. I get it. And I didn't push the issue any further. And I went home and I was thinking about that and I was a little kind of uh, a little annoyed, disappointed that, you know, you tell somebody some, you tell a seemingly logical person, you know, she was a bright lady, a nice lady, seemingly logical. And I'm telling her, you know, 
you know, we're in this kind of philosophical discussion here. And while we're at it, let me give you my point of view. I mean, I see where you're coming from. You had a grievance. But you should know that, at least I look at it this way, when you negate a person, talk down to a person, they resent you for it. So when you deal with people, you have to have a little bit more tact, especially your boss. Like, how can you just tell your boss, no, I'm not going to do something and expect to have a good business relationship? Doesn't make any sense. And she just, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'm 44 years old and I, there's no way for me to change. And da, 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 da. It's just like, and I was a little bit annoyed by it. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Then it hit me. I still have expectations of people. Here I am, a man, 34 years old, 34-year-old man, 34 years old, and I still have expectations of people. People don't change because of you. There's nothing you can do to change a person's mind. It doesn't pay to argue with people. The best we can do is be an example, love thy neighbors, we love thyself, and go on. And where I see the fault in is I pressed my opinion upon her, my ego pain, my ego pain in the injustice that I see in the world and the ego pain that I feel caused me to give an opinion where I wasn't asked. She didn't ask for my opinion. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even have fanned the flame of that conversation any further than just the pleasantry of just shooting the breeze, passing the time of day. I really shouldn't have. I had expectations. I had an opinion. I had that ego pain. I had a, I had a, I had a need to share my opinion in the hopes of changing someone's mind. And People aren't interested in me. They're interested in themselves. People aren't interested in you. They're interested in themselves. I thank you very much for your listenership. It's very much appreciated. But you are here of your own interest, which I thank you very much for. Honestly. But if you weren't interested, there's no way you're just going to sit here listening to this. Out of what? A favor to me? Because I told you to? Because you feel it's your duty to listen to Jonathan Ramchand on the podcast? Like... People do what they want. People believe what they want. They have the right to be right. They got the right to be wrong. You got that doo-doo. You got that doo-doo. You got that shit. They got that shit. It would be ludicrous to think that we are new to this. Oh, yes, we do do this. It would be preposterous not to rock to this. A rhinoceros. Jolene is gone. And when she left, she left with the right to be wrong. People got the right to be wrong. 
Tap, tap, People got the right to be wrong. And I still have expectations of people. After all this time, after all this ego pain, after all this soul searching, soul squirming. But hey, it served as food, food for thought on this episode. I see what is before me now, some of the challenges that I need to address in my life. Grateful for it, as always. Very interesting things happening to me as of late. Um, As y'all well know, or you may not know, um, bass guitar is my hobby. I play bass guitar. It's my joy. It's my passion. You know? Sometimes you get in a rut. You get down on yourself. Again, that ego pain. Expectations. The right to be wrong. Oh, I got expectations on what I should be, what I shouldn't be. This person seems to play better than me. And, you know, what does that mean for me? I'm going to judge myself. I'm going to da 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 Well, well, something very interesting as of late. I got better. That's very interesting. Sometimes when you do things, you know, you ever do something, engage in an activity, you're kind of swinging blindly. Like, you know, you see that, you know, I, I will, I, you know, I, uh, you know, here I am, I'm an MMA enthusiast, started doing a little jujitsu, whatever. I'm dog shit, god awful at it. I'm fucking horrible. I shit the bed. I'm fucking no use to anybody. Why the fuck do I even do it? You, you know, you, you show up in your dumb little uniform, little fucking bathrobe, fucking terry cloth fucking belt, and you're rolling around like a dumbass, you know, sweaty man's elbows and ear earlobes getting all puffed up, and, you know, your ears are getting all puffed up. You're looking like a fucking elephant. What's the point of even doing it? Then what, you know, like, do you ever get that sometimes when it's just like, You're showing up to a task, you're doing the task, but you feel like you're getting nowhere. So that's where I was as of late. You know, I was playing bass, practicing, fucking around with it. Didn't really seem to be going anywhere. Then the last couple days I've been jamming and doing a little this, a little that. And I started to realize, holy, holy shit, like, holy shit. Like, recently, I got a little bit better in my approach in my approach little adjustments like I just kind of found myself like you know I hear a song I'm like oh yeah I'm listening to a song and all of a sudden I'm just kind of playing it you know nothing spectacular nothing like really intricate or hard but just my ears developing better my know-hows developing Like, I'm getting better. Like, noticeably better. Versus, well, I'll go half-ass a practice and whatever the fuck. At least I got in the practice. Like, I'm actually seeing a little bit of results. Kind of scared me. I'm like, 
holy shit, like, this is for me to have. Like, it's all up to me, like, and if you can relate, like, there's a lot of things in life that, hey, if you just put in the time, you'll eventually get a paycheck, right? So it's like, holy moly. So it was kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I'm like, oh, I got a little bit better. Schmidgen better. It's going to keep rocking with it, I guess. You know? And the blessings of the new year are in full effect. I hope the same for you as well. Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. You know, here we are. We're going. We're bumping. We're grinding. You know? Um, yeah, a lot to be grateful for. And... I thank you very much for your viewership and your listenership. I thought it was as, I thought it was important to speak upon that today. The idea of um, ego pain. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I find that it holds us back. At least it holds me back at times. When I get too in my head and too of this world and comparative of what's around me and what other people are doing. And almost as a servant to the whims of society, society is going to dictate to me what my um, evolution is. Society is going to tell me whether or not my endeavors are worthy. Society is going to tell me if there's a value in my efforts. For me... I gotta love my neighbor as I love myself. I gotta put God first. And I just have to have the faith and the gratitude and move forward. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this amazing, magnificent January 27th, 2021 ego pain it's a bit of a doozy hit me up folks jr.thepodcast at gmail.com you got questions you got queries you got qualms certainly would love to hear from you hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com the show is available on multiple platforms itunes spotify youtube my own website jonathan-ramcharan.com and as always, folks, if you're digging the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles of sorts, please, folks, help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it. You love it. You realize it. All right? Peace.